Welcome to Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse, where we openly discuss mental health as practicing nurses and the reality of what it means in healthcare. We are your lovely hosts. My name is Carly. And I'm Ashley. And we hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse. Before we dive into our next stress and anxiety relief series, I need to make a very special announcement. So we have had a little bit of a switch up here on Happy Hour Podcast. I know our listeners got well acquainted with Olivia Ingram, my previous co-host here. However, she will now be taking over the Instagram lives on the Operation Happy Nurse page, where she'll be doing interviews at least once a month. So please go check her out over there. And I am very excited to introduce you all to my new co-host for the foreseeable future, Ashley White. So I will let her go ahead and introduce herself a little bit for our listeners. Hello, everybody. I am Ashley White. I am a NICU travel nurse and I've been traveling for the last seven years, pretty much up and down the West Coast. And now I'm in San Diego. I grew up in Texas, um, but I fell in love with San Diego. So I don't see myself leaving anytime soon. And I met Shannon McPeak, the our lovely founder of Operation Happy Nurse mm-hmm. at uh, my last travel assignment here in San Diego. So that's how I got into being on the podcast. And I'm really excited. I'm super happy to be here. I know anxiety is something that not only healthcare workers deal with constantly, but everybody deals with it sometime or another. So I'm very excited to jump in on this project and see where it goes. Girl, we are very excited to have you with us today, our (laughs) listeners. We bring you the beginning of our next adventure per se into the world of essential oils. So find your calming place, get your humidifiers, whatever, (laughs) aromatherapy going. Aromatherapy. There we go. We will have uh, the opportunity to not only use these oils, ourselves that we have been given so graciously, but also see how they affect us. And as you know, Operation Happy Nurse deals with uh, mental health. And like Ashley said, not only in healthcare, but, you know, trying to raise awareness and kind of end the stigma of anxiety and depression, et cetera. So we're going to use these oils, hopefully to our benefit and see if they have a good outcome for us in the long run. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. So I think she has a little bit of history for us. I do. I have some good history for you guys. It's actually super interesting. And I wasn't aware really of a lot of this, but apparently oils, not necessarily essential oils, but oils were used in ancient Egypt. And that's, I guess, what would be considered the birthplace of oils. But that's where oils or aromatherapy, as we know it today, kind of came from. So the Egyptians cultivated plants for their oils and used them extensively in their religion and their cosmetics and as well for medicinal purposes. And aromatic essence and resins were also used in the embalming process, as you Ooh. know. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that interesting? That is cool. So pharaohs would also be buried with jars of essential oils for the afterlife. I'm assuming because... Smells. That was, yeah, <laughs> so it smells good. And that's good for them to bring into the afterlife as they mm-hmm. believed. And so they played a very significant role in Egyptian society, not only for the wealthy, for example, pharaohs and such, but for mm-hmm. all classes of Egyptians oh. in general, which is really cool. Oils for all. 
oils for all. (laughs) (laughs) So it's thought that most of these oils were produced in Egypt by a type of solvent extraction method using animal fat, which um, through my research is kind of the beginning of extracting oils, which is a little bit different than the essential oils we know today, Mm -hmm. but it kind of, it kind of over time developed into what we know now as essential oils, but they were the first people to go through this process, but they have also found distillation pots dating back to about 3,500 BC, um, in the area, which is really interesting. Mm. Yeah. And so around the same time, China and India were exploring herbs and aromatic plants too, which would become a a pretty big integral part of the Indian medical system. So that's another culture that starts using these oils for medicine a long, long time ago, mm-hmm. which is made its way. Yeah. Slowly, but surely. Slowly, but world. surely. <laughs> I know in the beginning, in the beginning of time. <laughs> and so, um, from the Egyptians, the Greeks absorbed a lot of this information or it traveled there And Hippocrates, the most well-known physician of the time, was a firm believer in treating patients holistically and included massage in many of his therapies with oils. Like a him ahead of his time. A massage with some oil sounds very nice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll try that next series. (laughs) Massage. Yes, I would love it. Um, And after that, the Romans adopted the Greeks knowledge and were great believers in hygiene to promote health. And so they had these aromatic baths that became extremely popular, like the Roman baths, and they would use yeah. these oils there, which also sounds I can phenomenal. get down with all of this. <laughs> Same. So it has a really cool, interesting history, and it's not too far. Uh, some of these things we still we still do today. You know, we right. put bat, we put oils in our baths. We use oils when we get massages. Mm-hmm. So to think about how long ago that these things started is kind of mind-blowing that we're still doing these same things today. So have you ever used essential oils or what is your kind of experience so far? So I would say that I probably have a pretty limited experience with essential oils. I have used, I think what I've used mostly is tea tree oil. I have had really bad acne in my life and that is something you have to dilute it. Um, You can't just put which you're supposed to dilute them in general, but, mm-hmm. um, you can put, put it on your skin and it can be in some skincare products and it's, it's supposed to help with bacteria and it, which in turn can help with your acne. So I've been using tea tree oil for a really long time. And it's also, it is really nice to, um, put it in steamed water, steamed water for aromatherapy. Basically oh. it's, it's kind of, I, it's like I enjoy open your pores. Like how does that work? <laughs> it, you know? would open, it opens your nostrils for me. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I enjoy the way that it smells, but it is kind it's a very distinct smell. And I know a lot of people or some people are really on the fence about it and don't love it. Mm-hmm. But it is something that I like. And also lavender to go to sleep is really nice. Yeah. And I'm kind of, you know, since this podcast, since we got our oils, I've been exploring a little bit and doing a little concoctions and me Mm -hmm. and my, me and my roommate have done it a few nights um, before bed, just watching TV. I'll put the diffuser on and it's actually, it's very relaxing and I really enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Lavender is like, honestly, 
the only one that I have used multiple times. Other than that, I I know um, one of the charge nurses I work with, she does a lot of aromatherapy, even at the front desk where she works. And she always Ooh, has nice. it, the diffuser going. And some people love it when it's like lavender and peppermint. Yeah. But then she'll have like lemongrass, which is like a stronger oh. scent. And so she's so used to it. She's like, what? And we're like, it's a little strong. A little too strong. <laughs> but it's good. But um, I've had just even through her and like some of my friends that are really into it as well. And I've done, um, what else is there? Eucalyptus. Oh, eucalyptus I think is it's nice. A, is that supposed to energize you, I believe? And then uh, like any of the citrus ones are supposed to like wake you up. So I yes. try to like the lavenders for night and citrus is for day. Mm-hmm. So I try to figure that out, but I'm definitely excited to try the little recipes and stuff that came with. Yeah, I, I tried more. I tried lemon and peppermint and one other one. It, which was it? It was lemon lavender and peppermint and actually that was really nice which I guess those are two conflicting things lavender and lemon but it all right yeah I really liked it my roommate told me about that one and our house smelled very nice afterwards (laughs) well they also um I know you work in NICU so it's probably a different world but I know with adults and um, and geriatrics and stuff. We use lavender quite often, especially when patients get out of surgeries and they have that cute little Ooh. lavender patch that they can wear. It's not like a oh. patch or something, but it is like a, just full of the herbs and they just need to lay it on their chest and it's supposed to smell, supposed to help with the nausea. So seriously, that's, yeah. So that's one way I've seen it. And we also, at my other hospital I work for, they have legit aromatherapist that comes around with his little box of briefcase of oils. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh my so gosh. I know I'm like, that's legit. So I'm kind of like how they're kind of seems to be like a, like a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a little bridge. They're trying yeah. to, you know, more holistic, like less Western medicinal. medicine. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Tell me more about this lavender patch after surgery. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I think, well, it seems to work at least for the ones that have it really bad. Um, of course, for nausea, you said? Like, yeah, for nausea. But it was funny oh. is I, my experience I actually used peppermint for nausea. And because lavender, I mean, it's calming. So maybe that is part of it. It kind of helps calm them down and relax them because a lot of people, I don't know if our listeners, I mean, I'm sure our listeners know this, they're nursing, but a lot of people come out like, you know, like boxing basically after anesthesia. Yeah, for and sure. So it's supposed to like calm them and help with the anxiety. Like, oh, hey, let's wake up slowly. Nice. But peppermint is good for nausea, I know. So interesting. Just made an interesting point. I'm like, hmm, maybe you should start doing peppermint patches on people. Yeah, maybe lavender has like a dual effect. What about, I mean, I don't know because it's not my realm, but what about the NICU? Or is there anything? Yeah. So the NICU, the NICU, we don't, it, the NICU is a lot different than typical nursing usually in, I would say the experimentation realm because babies are, a lot of our babies are super delicate, especially with our preemies. You basically, you don't want to have smells. You don't want to have, like, we're not supposed to wear perfume to work. You don't Mm -hmm. need to have anything heavily scented on at all because these babies basically need as little stimulation as possible. So yeah. So essential oils are actually not common in the NICU. I've, I've maybe seen it. I would say in my whole career, like twice for a bigger kid who was 
who had been in the NICU for, I don't know, months and months and they were older and the, and the mom just insisted that they wanted it because it'll always be a conversation with the doctors and the charge nurse about how we're not supposed to do that. It's not great oh, for the babies, mm-hmm. but, but sometimes there, I've just seen a couple of times where there will be a compromise between the parents and the, and the healthcare team, but it is not a common practice whatsoever in the NICU. And I, I really don't know that it will ever go that way just because our babies, a lot of times are so sensitive and delicate and need very minimal stimulation. That makes sense. I wonder if, and I said, you said you've seen it like twice, but I wonder if you can request them or if that's something, but then again, the smells are really strong. So I don't know if that yeah, would work. It's, it's definitely patient dependent. If they're a preemie and they're small, then it, they would say absolutely not. But for some of the bigger kids, I, I mean, I really don't think there's a lot of data out there about that because it is one of those things that isn't really experimented with very much at all, especially it's, it's a lot different than the adult world. I'll, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The only other, yeah, I don't know. That's a whole different realm. It's so funny yeah. in nursing too. I'm like babies and elderly, like, no, they're so I know. different, but it's the same thing. And I mean, I remember working at a skilled nursing facility and we were always told like, don't wear perfumes, don't wear anything because yeah, yeah, these people yeah. are older and they're more sensitive. Yeah. I'm like, what? What about my deodorant? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, <There's>, God forbid. <laughs> I think there's a lot of similarities with like beginning of life and end of life nursing when you look at it, but it is, it is interesting that there's so many different types of nursing and we don't know a lot about what each other does per se. Right. Because I've, I've only done NICU. So I'm like, what do the, what do you do with an adult? I don't really know. Do you, I wouldn't I know. know. I wouldn't know what to do. I'm like, babies, what? <laughs> I know. And I that's don't know what, what to do with babies. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what a lot of other people say. They're like, I would never, babies are so scary. And I'm like, I love them so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're adorable. Don't get me wrong, but that's like a lot to have in your hands, like in the parents and everything. That's so why I was like, no gracias. I don't want that. <laughs> That's why we're all, we're all special in our own way. Exactly. And the (laughs) only other time, I guess I have seen a combination, um, at the hospital with, I guess, so migraines is another big thing. I'm blessed enough. I really don't struggle from them, but, um, my charge nurse always uses the combination, like you said, of lavender and peppermint. And she, told me I was like okay this is some witchcraft but I'm down for to try it because I have a bad headache because I'm wearing those like helmet face masks basically yes. where your neck is cramping and you're like my head hurts and at <laughs> that point do you'll do anything to make yourself feel better right so she she's like okay go ahead and use these like just take a couple of drops of lavender and peppermint and then put them along your temple like and all the way back to like your hairline like the back of your neck and I was like, okay, great. I'll be greasy as heck, but let's try this out. <laughs> and you know what? I will say I was flabbergasted like 30 minutes later, my migraine, it yeah, it was gone. And I don't know if it was like a, me being like, this is going to work. It's totally going to work. And so like, it works like a placebo. Hey, who cares? Or... It worked. Greasy <laughs> exactly. and feeling good. <laughs> greasy and good. <laughs> but it really did. And I think the peppermint had a really good calming effect or cooling effect because it you know, when you're like walking down the hallway and I would feel it on my forehead, I was like, okay, my head feels better now. So maybe that was kind of distracted from it. Yeah. I don't know. That's awesome. Also it's again, it's like when you do have a really bad headache and especially when you're at work and you can't really do a whole lot other than either suffer through it, try to take medication, just 
you just want it to go away at that point. And if you've taken medication, it's not going away at that point. You really, you're like, I will try anything, put whatever oil on me. Yeah. You get desperate. And Mm -hmm. if, if they work, if they work by, by placebo or just by, they actually really, really help you, then that's amazing. And if that's something that could replace medication, I think that's amazing. Agreed. I am down for that. Have you had any benefits that you've realized? I know you said you've been using lavender for sleep, but is there anything? That yeah. You so this, I have, I have a similar situation to what you just said. I was at work and someone, one of the nurses had a kit, an oil kit and the same thing. Um, I had a really bad headache that wasn't going away and she put oils on me on my, she rubbed them on my temples. And I think just on the base of my neck, I don't know if she went all the way down, but the base of my neck and my temples. Mm-hmm. And I am not even joking. My headache went away. So that happened to me also. And I was uh, like floored and I kind of <laughs> forgot about that until you just told your story. And mm-hmm. I'm now I need to carry some of these oils to work with me just to have in case that happens. Cause I am so down to always do that. Yeah. And another one, so I know they have peppermint, but they also, I don't know what the combination is, but they have them called like breathe in oil Ooh. that she always puts in my hands and then she's just like, I rub them together and then just take a giant inhale and you're like sniffing your hands. <laughs> yeah. But it, it like feels like you just ate some like cayenne pepper. Like it goes like, it feels good, but it, it feels the, um, like methanol or something, whatever it is, it literally goes like into your nose and you're like, all right. And it, it clears everything out. So that's one of the things too, that I learned because I know the mask, a lot of the times we are so dry, but it also like makes your nose run in a weird way. So you're like, I'm not sick. I just have to wear this mask all the time. So oh it my helps. Gosh, yeah, Something for sure. To try. Oh, that's so nice. I am so down to try all of the oils. Yeah. So we're going to learn along our journey. Hopefully they help us. And I want to know more than, you know, just my lavender and peppermint for There's sure. A whole for realm sure. out there. So I'm excited. There is. We're off to a good start though. We are. So where is, I know we always, every time we do an intro, we kind of go through where we're both at because we want to obviously see how the essential oils or whatever we're trying help along the way. So where is your mental health at at this point? That's a very good question. We're getting deep. (laughs) We're getting deep. My mental health has been, it's been okay. Obviously with COVID, you know, everyone's life has been thrown through at least a little bit of a loop, Mm -hmm. but previous, my old life, you know, old life before COVID, I love traveling (laughs) before COVID (laughs) my BC life. I like to travel all the time. And that's pretty much what I would do to fill up my time. Like anytime I had off work, I would be on a trip or in between travel contracts, I would take a couple months off and just go travel. And that is what made me so, so happy. Mm -hmm. That's what brought me joy. It's what made me feel alive. And so obviously this past year, that's really just been like completely cut out. And that was so, that was new to me because in my entire adult life, I've been able to, you know, do those things. And I obviously, along with so many other people have the same hobbies of traveling, but Mm -hmm. that that's been hard, just kind of being stuck in one place and like expected fever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So (laughs) I think, I think we do have to realize that mental health is a very, very important thing that we can't look over with everything that's going on. You know, you can't just keep saying, Oh, you have to stay inside. You can't, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this because people are, you know, you're starting to see the effects of that. Right. And that rigidity is really hard. And I agree. It's like, I, 
I um, I know you're from Texas and I'm from Indiana. So I have this, you know, I want to go home and see my family. I haven't seen them in a year. And it's like little things like that that'll help with my mental health. But again, at the same time, like you said, it's like I struggle now that airlines are opening again. It's like, well, will you need the vaccine to get on them? There's like all these questions in the future. And I'm, which not only brings me more anxiety, huh? mental health, but also <laughs> it's it's hard to find that line. And like you said, as nurses, I feel like we have, or we're supposed to have this halo over our heads and I want to make the right decisions, obviously for my safety and everyone else's and always wear my mask, always wash my hands, do what I need to do. But I've, I'm trying to trickle back into normalcy, the least any bit that I can get. And so if that means, you know, sitting at a patio restaurant and, just having a date with my boyfriend outside <laughs> instead right. of, you know, getting takeout and stuff like that. It's like, that's the little things that we took for granted that I'm just like, I just want to go outside and eat a burger. <laughs> that's all I want. For sure. <laughs> but I do appreciate how it's pushed us to go outside more and how restaurants are doing more outdoor dining because mm-hmm. he, at least here, the weather's so nice all the time. Right. It's, it's great to be outside and that is good for your mental health. I agree. And that's always been one of my huge activities that helps with my stress and anxiety relief is getting outside in nature and Mm -hmm. getting obviously away from the hospital, but just having that fresh air. And so now that I feel like I can hike again and get back to that, I'm feeling more alive and my anxiety is going down because like you said, I can go on runs. I've been going back to my cycling class, they like, you know, they split the class in half basically. And you're like six feet apart and you have masks on when you walk in the room and everything is very clean and the policies are like up, but it's just, it's just something I'm like, okay, like I said, this is my normalcy. And now I feel like I have a routine again because I am a very, I think most nurses are, but very type A person. I like to have my routine for sure. And so if, you know, and we couldn't do that for a year or so. I was like, I'm feeling very depressed and it's sad. <laughs> like I shouldn't be, this is pathetic. But then at the same time, you have to look at what we're all going through. Yeah. So. And it's not sad and it's not pathetic. And it's <laughs> no. very, again, and that's valid that's and why. normal. It's valid and normal and it's okay to talk about. And that is why I'm so happy to just be on this podcast talking about this too. And I definitely have been like exactly what you said. Anytime you're feeling that way, I've been very open with my friends talking about it, which is also that's it's super helpful. And it, it definitely takes a little bit of the stigma off and it's, it just creates conversation and opens you up to talk about those things with right. your friends, which is especially it, those healthcare workers. You're like, we especially. are in this together. You know exactly what I'm feeling. Even like you said, you're yep. NICU and I'm not, but it's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter these days. Yeah. It's like we're all healthcare, even like respiratory therapists, to like NPs and PAs. It's like we all understand. All of us. Yeah. But I so hopefully but. we can use our essential oil knowledge to kind of mellow us out because um, yeah. I could use that. <laughs> And I did a little bit of nerdy research myself because I never Ooh. know. I mean, I'm, I'll am i be honest with you, until Shannon, the lovely founder, graced us with her oils, I would I was the type that I'm like going to Marshalls or TJ Maxx and just grabbing some like cheap oils off the shelf because, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. Ooh. And so if you guys want to follow along with us, I actually looked into kind of how to shop for pure Ooh. essential oils because apparently they're not all the same news to me. Oh, they aren't. Let's hear it. Let's hear so what we you can all have. be bougie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously like anything else, look at the label. 
ingredients will tell you everything you need to know. And with essential oils, they said, make sure it has the Latin name of the plant included, and there should be information on the purity itself. So you can just read and um, the country that the plant was grown in where the herbs came from. So that's oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And then another thing is to which I didn't know because I thought they all came like this, but make sure the oils come in those dark colored containers. Sometimes they'll be brown, sometimes blue, but those are the pure essential oils because uh, they're highly concentrated. So if they're in plastic bottles, they, I guess the oils will make the bottles dissolve over time and it'll taint oh. the oil because it kind of will mix into the oil, the plastic. Interesting. Imagine going to the store and you're looking for an oil and it's instead of a plastic bottle, it's just a pile of oil sitting on the shelf. <laughs> like, mm, I'm going to pass. Thank you. This one doesn't look right. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, for the also avoid fragrance oils. So those are more like perfume oils where they kind of smell chemically or they just don't look pure. Those ones aren't oh. suited for aromatherapy. So instead look for bottles that say they just have one single essential oil on it. So it's like the purest form and there's nothing else in there again, like with the ingredients. Yeah, that makes sense. And then prices. So they can get expensive, which is why your girl was, you know, trying to get a <laughs> non-expensive one, but there should be, there's usually a wide variety of prices within a line. So some oils such as rose and sandalwood will be more expensive and then orange oil will be less expensive. And I was like, hmm, why is that? Oh, that then, makes sense. <laughs> right. Because orange is easier to find, obviously. And then rose and sandalwood are probably harder to extract. So yeah, that just makes some sense. tips for y'all. If you want to join us, we would love to have you on our essential oil journey. Yeah. Let's go shopping. <laughs> let's get in. We're going shopping. <laughs> So thank you guys so much for tuning in to our first episode on this new series. If there is anything specific you guys would like us to discuss or anyone you'd like us to interview, because we have a couple cool interviews coming up, please head on over to Operation Happy Nurse Instagram. And just want to give a shout out to my new lovely co-host, Ashley. Thank you for joining me. Uh, hey, guys. Thank you. <laughs> so like I said, feel free to follow along and we'll catch up with you guys next time. Yeah, thank you, guys. 